1: It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. This is a Piccolo podcast production.
2: well what a day for the australians to start off the third test at indoor welcome to the cricket unfiltered podcast it's our day one wrap from the third test of the border Gavascar trophy i'm Menards. i'm joined by paul dennett well what a day for the aussies they they're 47 in front with six wickets in hand great stuff
0: man what a what a day of cricket um I actually wrote notes down to try to keep track of it all. And it feels like about five days packed into one. But I, I reckon, aside from maybe that moment when uh, Steve O'Keefe went ballistic after lunch on Pune in day one in 2017, this is probably the most I've enjoyed from a purely parochial Aussie fans' point of view. The most I've enjoyed uh, a day of Test cricket in India since probably 2004, I reckon.
2: Well, you say. Um... You know it felt like five days in one i knew it was going to be an action-packed day when i think at the first drinks break india were five for 45 and <laughs> everyone was tweeting out this could be a two-day test it, it seems like it, it it might go into the third day um but let's go back to the beginning of um play so um before well the teams there were some changes so for india surprisingly um shami was left out for umesh yadav and Shubman Gill replace KL Rahul at the top of the order. I think um, I expected the Gill change, the Yadav change caught me by surprise.
0: Yeah, um, I think that the Gill change made a lot of sense. The Yadav change, I, 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 Umesh is a good bowler, but I, as an Australian fan, I never fear him as much as I fear um, some of their other bowlers. And um, the, the commentators made the point, after having seen the pitch, that there would have been a a strong argument for just going in with an extra batter instead of, um, you know, giving Shami a rest by all means, but rather than picking Yadda, just picking um, uh, an extra batter. And I think that would have made a lot of sense.
2: I'm not sure why these bowlers need a rest. I mean, they're two three-day test matches with like an eight-day gap in between. Uh, Pretty light workload. It's
0: not like the quicks are doing much anyway. Um, So... Yeah, um, I was delighted when Yadav was in the side instead of Shami. Low level delighted. and um, But yeah, Gil, I was a bit concerned about because uh, he looks, you know, he's obviously a very, very good player and prospect.
2: And then the Australians, a lot of expected changes. So Travis Head stayed at the top of the order because David Warner's gone home. Matt Renshaw was replaced by the all rounder, Cameron Green and Mitchell Stark replaced Pat Cummins, who's at home, as we all know. So Steve Smith was the captain. He went out and tossed the coin, and he lost the toss. I think um, Cummins has won his last eight tosses in a row, which is a phenomenal um, bit of luck. And um, so Steve Smith probably ended up losing a good toss because Sharma won the toss and elected to bat. And um, straight away there was a lot of life in the pitch.
0: Well, that first over... um... (laughs) (laughs) what a mad cat first over now um i that first ball all i can do is go on my live reaction and and i'll sort of be quite honest i thought straight away he's nicked that that's out um why isn't men giving that out and then i don't understand why the australians um didn't review i reckon it's because it was the first ball they were a bit gun shy and they just thought oh you know we don't want to we don't want to waste the review on the first ball but um, I just thought it was out. Now, I've got more sympathy for all concerned with the LBW in the later in the over. That it was obviously out. But I think um, maybe because my eyes used to watching Australian pitches, I thought, oh, maybe that's going over the top. But, yeah, um, should have been a double wicket, double wicket maiden to begin with.
2: I was absolutely spewing after that first ball, you know, after just being hammered um, in three days and two tests in a row Stark comes in, he gets the edge first ball. We can have India one for none. And, you know, obviously not knowing we're going to bowl them out for 109. I was just thinking, Oh, they're going to make, you know, 600 here after this sort of blunder. Um, so I was very frustrated at that. But I think you're right. It does play into the fact that they burned their reviews early last test. And I think Smith was cautious of doing the same thing, but very, very frustrating. And then there was the, you know, the LBW and, um, you know, India got to none for 27, but then Kuhneman came in and Sharma was stumped off the last ball of the first over. And it, it was the beginning of an incredible spell from the left arm finger spinner.
0: It was a strange shot, um, uh, by Rohit Sharma. Uh, you know, he just didn't need to do that. He just looked like he was going to try to hit him into the next, into the next week. And yeah, I mean, I was with you. After those two reviews were not taken. And then when the first, there was a few balls pinging too easily to the boundary. And I just thought, ah, oh, here we go. Um, you know, none for 450 on day two or something like that. Uh, so yeah, that was amazing. And then, um, it was uh, Gill out of looking really good. Suddenly, Kuhneman gets one to bite and turn, bang, Nick straight to Steve Smith. Uh, and then the the next dismissal of Pajara, I thought was quite funny how the commentators are criticising him. Like, they're saying, oh, you know, you should have done this, you should have done that. It, it was, I'm not going to say it was a long hop, but it was a ball that he was entitled to go back and hit through the covers for four, which is what he was intending to do. And then it just scurried along the ground and smashed into middle of leg stump. And the commentators were also, oh, you know, you, you can't play that sort of shot. Come on. Like that, the, the, you know, no criticism of line, it was the pitch that got him out that ball.
2: And look and that's when I think the alarm bells really started to ring, uh, ring for this pitch that it was going to do some funky stuff because that that ball ripped and turned and kept low from line there's not much Pujara could do uh, so were you concerned at the at the pitch by this stage
0: Oh, i mean i was just happy that Australia took three wickets um you know if it had been australia batting <laughs> I've been very concerned with the pitch, and I, I, I think the pitch is a bit similar to um, to the Gabba pitch. If, uh, you know, not not similar in, in the way that it's um, you know the Gabba pitch is obviously favouring the fast bowlers, and this is favouring the spinners. But um, that it was far too spicy. But give me this any day over a, a, a pitch that's going to reduce you know the the, the 500 plays 500. So. Uh, Chris Broad is the referee, um, the match referee. He may well give this a below average rating and it probably deserves it, but uh, I I couldn't take my eyes off the cricket today. It's just captivating, scintillating stuff.
2: I do think Matt Hayden in commentary had a point. He was saying that these, you know, ragging turners, you know, aren't great for the fans if all the test matches are over in two and a half days. I, I do think you, Like, this has gone to right to the extreme, this tour of pitches. I'm not complaining, but, you know, they're turning square from, you know, the first session, whereas, you know, traditionally, you know, you would expect the first day or two for it to be um, a little bit more of an even balance between bat and ball and then turn. So, you know, they've just cut out the first two days.
0: Yeah, and it could be self-defeating. Now, at this stage, India may well still go on to win this match, but I was just checking the odds, and at this stage, the odds are India only a 33% chance of winning. And so Australia are basically a, a 67% chance. So two in three and one in three. And a little bit like what Pune did, that when you go that much with a pitch that produces that much spin, you almost nullify the advantage that they have. It'd be like if Einstein and I sat down to a maths test and the question was, what's five plus five? It's like, oh. We both got a hundred percent. I'm as good at maths as Einstein, but like you, needed, you needed a, um, uh, a more balanced uh, challenge, a more balanced examination. And that's what's happening here. Not to say that Koenigman's not a, a very, very decent bowler, but I, I don't think there's many times in Sheffield Shield cricket where he would have looked as unplayable as he looked today.
2: You know, we'll get to Australia's batting effort, but I guess the counter to the pitch is Australia batted a lot better than India, and it's almost the roles have re- been reversed. I mean, India, there was some, you know, it weren't, there weren't, not, there was not some great shots in there, and um, Australia batted sensibly this afternoon. But continuing on the Indian innings, um, so Pajara's out, then Jadeja given out LBW to Lyon. He refers it, it's overturned, so he gets a life well not alive but DRS came in and then next ball he just hits it straight to cover and India at this stage of four for 44.
0: Uh, as I said you couldn't take your eyes off it now I can't criticize Nittenman for giving that I, I just said that's plump and I thought why is he reviewing this you're just squandering a review um and then of course the inside edge occurred so uh I was bitterly disappointed I thought, oh, here we go and then um he follows it up with a, a half tracker, which Jadeja hit for four until I suddenly realized, oh no, he didn't hit it for four, he got out.
2: <laughs>
0: Just... <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Yeah. The cricket was bonkers. It was it was fantastic.
2: And then three balls later, Shrey Sai is bowled uh, by kunam and that's his third wicket. And India are five for 45, and that's when they take drinks. Uh, Even that so... one
0: was um bizarre. That for the the first replay I saw I thought, oh, that actually has ricocheted off Kerry's pads. And it was only on the the side on one when you saw that it had just brushed the stumps and that before it had a chance to come back off Kerry's pads, then the bale gently um, fell to the ground. So, yeah, it was all happening.
2: Look, Coley played nicely for his 22. He ended up top scoring, but he was out LBW to Todd Murphy, an absolute jaffa. Murphy's got uh, Coley three times now in the series, so a significant uh, scalp for um, for Murphy. And then, um, you know, the tail went pretty quickly. There was no wagging. Barrett went for 17, LBW to Lyon. Another DRS. To, another DRS. Another DRS. Your fat, that one alive I, alive for you.
0: I think that one was a mistake for for them not to give it out live. Uh, it's hard because he was a long way down, but I just thought where's that? That's not going anywhere other than the stumps, and I think it has hit him in line. So um, good review by the Aussies.
2: Yep, and then um, Ashwin was out to Kuhneman for three, so no hanging around for him. This test, Umesh Yadev played a a little cameo, 17 off 13 with two sixes and one four until he was LBW to Kuhneman for his fifth wicket. So Kuhneman finished with nine overs, five for 16. It's his fourth five-wicket haul in first-class cricket. It's his best-ever first-class figures, beating his five for 25. I was hoping he'd get six for 16 and get that last wicket because they're my best bowling figures, Paul, six for 16. (laughs) Um, But instead, Shiraz was a run out for a duck. And uh, and, uh, India were all out for 109 in 33.2 overs. 33.2 Thirty-three point two overs. That—that's the least amount of overs India have ever been bowled out. Australia out in India. So what a what a what a turnaround from the Aussies.
0: Oh, was just, uh, yeah, well, just yeah. Even even Ashwin walking off. I've got such respect for Ashwin that um, I couldn't quite believe it when he got out. I was just assuming. I was so pessimistic. I was just assuming even then that somehow they were going to um, resurrect things. I know Akshay Patel, we still didn't get him out. It was, uh, he was left stranded at the end with that uh, slightly bizarre run out to finish things off. So, um, yeah, one of the, the the most remarkable turnarounds, I think. Um, and it was just quite amusing that had this been the exact way that the innings had played out in the second innings at um, at Delhi, we would have had an absolute classic finish because they would have been like what, that was five less than they needed in the second innings at Delhi it would have been an absolute thriller. <laughs>
2: So the highest partnership for India was 27. That was the opening partnership. I said Kuhneman five for 16. Uh, Line three for 35. Todd Murphy one for 23. Starkbold five overs. He could have had a couple of wickets if uh, the skipper had backed him up. Cameron Greenbold, two overs. And then um Australia went out to bat in reply, chasing 109. And Travis had started off to nine off six, and then he was out LBW to Judasia, uh, as plumb as they come, going back, hit in front of sort of middle stump, basically, and uh, that, that was a pretty easy decision for the umpire.
0: You got it wrong, though. He gave it not out. Um, Wait, did he it, give it not out? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I was watching that, I thought, well, I that's
2: can't plum. believe that.
0: Why, why is he giving it not out? And I thought, I obviously, missed. he must have got a massive inside. I'm thinking, that just looked plumb. And even the Indians, they reviewed it pretty quickly, but they weren't as aghast as I expected. And then I was just assuming that I was going to see a big, not that I thought he'd inside edged it. And then when he's missed it, I thought, what's going on here? This is, this is I think it was the worst decision. that. I know Menon got about four wrong, but that was an absolute shocker from, uh, from Joel Wilson.
2: I mean, today was a triumph for DRS. Can you imagine what an absolute mess today would have been without DRS?
0: Every day is a triumph for DRS. Even when there's no cricket on, every day is a triumph for DRS. Although, actually, now that you bring it up, um, I know I bang on about it a little bit, but um, and this is not because I'm an Australian. I'm just saying it's not ideal that in the first over of a test match two uh, incorrect decisions are allowed to stand. And I do think we're not there yet, but I think in a couple of years we will get to the point where that if the umpire gives it out, then almost as a matter of course, it will be reviewed. Uh, and there'll be no need for a player referral. But if the umpire gives it not out, much like the third umpire checks every ball for a no ball, in the background, the third umpire will quickly check, not worrying about front-on spin vision and anything else, just quickly making sure that there hasn't been a mistake. And if there has been a mistake, then alerting the umpire, hold on, we might need to look at this, or otherwise you might get a little decision confirmed um, in, the, in the top of the screen. I think that's the the next evolution of DRS. I've said before that I think that's where we're going to go. And I think that the the speeding up, they could even have a split screen, if they could do it quickly enough, of um, Snicko and, um, Real, uh, and um, Hawkeye. And, and cut out the first view of the umpire, because every time the umpire looks, oh, that's close to the ball, but I'll need to see ultra edge. Well, don't even look at the first one. Just Just speed through it.
2: Uh, and it's just, the tech's getting better and better, so it might happen. Uh, I mean, speaking of reviews, I mean, Judasia had some stinkers today. He convinced um, Sharma um, for. I mean, was it all three Judasia burned, or was it two to Judasia and one to Ashwin? Anyway, it, it's, I mean, there was some. There was one um, to Smith that was missing leg by a foot. That um, I think they reviewed. There was another one from Judasia to Kawaja. I think two to Kawaja off Judasia that were bad reviews. Pitch one pitched outside leg, one was missing leg. And Judasia, so he's a rock star. Four for sixty-three. Takes all the wickets this afternoon. But can he keep his bloody foot behind the line? I mean, he he misses minus. He gets minus out off a no ball for the third time in the series. He and Kwasha then go on and put 96. I mean it's hard to criticize Judasia, but I mean that is rubbish.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's as I've said, he's the best cricketer India has ever produced, in my opinion. Um, let that sink in if those those, those people who haven't heard that. He is the first Indian I'd ever pick, but the fact that he ever bowls a no ball is absolutely insane. There's no excuse for it. There's zero excuse, and it's a sign of um, a poor poor coaching as well. That that they should say, listen, you're never going to bowl another no ball. Stop taking every millimeter of the crease if there's a psychological feeling of some bowlers say they feel if they're not kind of right up on the crease they don't feel so good well work at it till you do feel good um you'll be able to get over that it's just crazy um it's
2: embarrassing that it's happened three times to a spinner
0: yeah it's embarrassing every time there's a no ball in test cricket it's embarrassing that for you know Uh, all the bowling coaches in Test Cricket, that's the the number one thing that they should be stopping. And the fact that it still happens, um, I'd I'd venture to say that maybe the performance of bowling coaches in Test Cricket across the board is the worst of any coaches in any form of sport because the first thing you've got to do is stamp out the no balls and they don't. It's like, what else are you there for?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I know, it is frustrating. um, But then I thought a wonderful partnership between Kawaja and Manus, um Kawaja made a beautiful 60. It was t- his 21st test half century. He looked the batter of the day, played some great shots. He was aggressive, but patient, you know, 60 came off 147 balls, but you know, when there was a bad ball, I felt he put it away. You know, he's, he's batted really well this series. And it's a real testament because, you know on past tours of the subcontinent he's looked so ordinary and these are really testing his techniques at testing his new technique out and it, it's it's passing
0: oh he looked ordinary on that Sri Lankan tour of the subcontinent but that's just about the only one he has looked ordinary um pretty much every other time he either didn't get an opportunity or he's done pretty well I noticed that he's now averaging over 50 in Asia so I think he's going all right
2: I don't think Pakistan really counts. How did he do in twenty seventeen and twenty? Well, twenty thirteen, he was part of Homework Gate, so I don't know how much he played. Uh, no, that's
0: um, he didn't get to play. Um, yeah, and so um, I, no, he didn't play in twenty seventeen in India.
2: It was twenty sixteen so, in Sri Lanka. Yeah,
0: yeah, but I think that that's um, even then. He as, as now from record, from memory, he got dropped after the first two tests, and yeah. That was one of the times where I think that I think kawaja has been dropped unluckily at least twice in his career where it wasn't a disgraceful decision to drop him. But I would have thought he, he deserved an extra an extra game or two. And and I remember thinking that in Sri Lanka. Yeah, he's looked pretty ordinary, um, but they all looked ordinary. Um, mm. And so, yeah, I, I would have given him another go in Sri Lanka in, in, in 2016.
2: So Uzi and Manus, lovely 96-run partnership, really gave Australia the ascendancy today. Manus was out bulged Asia eventually for 31 off 91 deliveries, which is one boundary. And then Kawaja out for 60, um, sweeping at one and caught in the outfield. Um, what do you think of those two dismissals? Like Manus has got a few starts now, but hasn't really capitalised um, on this tour. What do, you, what do you make of his performance so far?
0: I thought it was a pretty good ball that got him, and it kept a bit low. Um, so, I, I think he played a good innings on a t- on a difficult pitch. Um, and Kawaja, that's kind of the way he plays. Like, yeah, yeah. It never looks good when when you get out that way. But I think that it's the sort of pitch where a sixty is as good as a hundred. So I'm I'm reluctant to criticise either of them.
2: Yeah, either am I. I mean, if, if I'm, like, putting on my batting coach uh, um, hat at the moment, I'd be saying to Manus, he's getting caught late on a lot of those balls from Judasia, so he should, like, shorten his back lift or something and um, give himself a bit more time because it's happening a lot in this series. Um, but, yeah, hard to criticise Kawaja because that ball was there to sweep. It was the right line. It, he just, it just didn't execute it properly.
0: Yeah, and I think with lava chains that a couple of them have, have really shot through and gone low. Now, you, you, your solution to that would work for that ball, but if you're sort of changing your technique to cope with a, a ball that has misbehaved entirely, uh, is it a possibility that, that there'll be then unexpected ramifications on balls that behave normally? I don't know. Um, I, I just think it was a good ball and an example of the pitch not really being ideal.
2: No, I'd like to tell Minus how to bat. <laughs> I'd like. To, he's only averaging on about sixteen test cricket. <laughs> so that brought Steve Smith out, um, and uh, he was joined by. Peter Hanscom and Smith, I thought played a nice little 26 off 38 deliveries, a late flurry with some boundaries and he was looking really good. And then Judasia got him just before stumps edging through to the keeper Barrett, a great delivery uh, and another cracker from Judasia. A A shame that Smith goes because if Smith and Hanscom are starting tomorrow, you know, you're really thinking Australia could drive the nail in the coffin, but with Hanscom and green there, um, By drinks, you know Australia could be all out.
0: Yeah, although I, I have got a bit of faith in that, that that partnership. I like the fact that they're both right-handers. Uh, Green got that seventy odd in Sri Lanka on a rank turner. Hanscoms looked good before, so uh, I think this is um, this is the partnership that gives me a lot of confidence. After that. Um, I'd Be interested to see how Carey bats and and Stark. I hope Stark plays with freedom. I think whatever the situation is when he comes out and Lyon. Um, I'd like to see Lyon come in ahead of um, the other two, and that for both Stark and Lyon to to play a little bit uh, like Yadav did, and you know a couple of brisk twenties could be could be pretty could be cre- pretty crucial.
2: So um, the the pace bowlers Yadav and Shiraz just Siraj just bowled uh, five overs, um, and they didn't come on till third and fourth change so the spinners did the bulk of the work this afternoon and I actually thought Ashwin, Judasia and Patel uh, didn't actually bowl that well today I thought they missed their length a lot they were either too full or too too short a lot of the time obviously there were some good balls mixed in there but I didn't feel they were as good as they have been in the first two test matches um, it just seemed there was a lot more balls that Australia could just get to the pitch Pitch of. And that, it seemed like they were trying too hard because they were, were defending that low score. They felt the pressure.
0: It's almost a a truism of, of cricket that I've seen where when one side gets absolutely barbecued on a pitch where the conditions are, are difficult, that the other side tends to, not do quite so bad, and it's it's so often been Australia that you know that uh, was it Trent Bridge in 2015 when Australia got bowled out for 60, and then England did pretty well. So every Australian who said, "Oh, the pitch was terrible," every English person said, "Well, England seemed to go okay." Same with uh, Boxing Day 2010, 11, and same with um, probably Edgebusted 1997. Oh, you know, it's, it's not like these have scarred me. Um, so <laughs> I, I can't quite. Go too hard because Australia, as you said, could be bowled out without it scoring another run tomorrow. But as things stand, it's kind of like you know, if any Indian says, "Oh, that pitch was too hard," you can say, "Oh, maybe it wasn't so hard." But I, I don't actually mean that. I just think that when one side really gets rolled, then kind of as you said, maybe I think that the, the bowling effort, the, the, there's there's a feeling of you we, we've got to match the match them and bowl them out for just as much and. I also thought it was very curious that they gave so many easy singles to the Australians. That I I know they had an in-out field, and I know that the boundaries are short, and that they are—they were very nervous about conceding boundaries. But Australia scored so many kind of uncontested singles where they've just defended a ball and looked up and realised, oh, that's gone into a gap. I'll I'll trot through for a single. I, I thought that was poor captaincy by Rohit Sharma.
2: Well, they had a stinker of an afternoon. I mean, they didn't bowl well. They burned all their reviews. Uh, you know, they're still in the game. They're not out of it. I mean, I think, you know, India could score runs in the second innings and Australia have to about last and Australia have to chase anything over 100. On this pitch, it's going to be tough. So uh, this game is not over. The the real key for Australia tomorrow is can they grind through three or four hours of batting and get that lead sort of up to 150? And when, when they get there, then I think they're in a real commanding position.
0: Yeah, I think the betting odds are roughly about right. I think it is from here, Australia, two out of three, India, one out of three. So one out of three, certainly not um, beyond the realms of possibility at all. Question for you, how much would Australia need to be chasing? How low would Australia's net target need to be for you to feel absolutely comfortable? Uh, like, would it have to be 50, 50 40?
2: <laughs> I think if it was in uh, double figures, I'd be fairly confident. If if it was sort of, uh, yeah, if it was in double figures, I, I'd be confident.
0: I'd be nervous if it was in the 90s. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right. Now we've got some questions here and we've got some, um, a couple of questions that were sent in before the show. Is there anything you want to touch on for the day? But clearly Australia's Day, you, you're probably the, the best day of the, the series so far because they actually, um, you know, finished the job off this time. They You know, they didn't allow India's tail to wag. They've got the lead. So, yeah, it's the best day for Australia for me.
0: In um, 2005, after England won the Ashes, someone sent me an email that was circulating from the Barmy Army that was their regular um, little newsletter. And the guy said, I I normally look forward to the Ashes so much. I don't actually ever want the Ashes of 2006, 7 to come around because, you know, I know that things are going to go wrong. I have a little bit of a feeling like that tomorrow. Like I kind of <laughs> I'm happy at the moment and I'm wondering whether I'm gonna feel, you know, tomorrow night. I could I could see us doing this podcast tomorrow night just going, Oh god, it's gonna be three nil. Um so the
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah, yeah>. India <laughs> bowl is out in the first hour and they're you know, two for two hundred at stumps. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, so let's 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 not be too pessimistic. But one other thing that I wanna say that's probably probably Not the nicest thing to say but uh i'm still not a fan of mitchell johnson in the commentary box Uh, here we go
2: yes i wanted to bring this up because he replaced mark war
0: yeah he's not terrible um he's certainly not the worst i've ever heard but i just think that he doesn't he 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 almost commentates like you know it's that that the chat uh the, the artificial intelligence thing where you can put anything in i reckon you could put that in and say give me 27 cricketing commentary cliches and you'll get them from, from Mitchell Johnson. I mean, and then some of the things, like one of the things he, he asked the question of, oh, do you think that uh, India are going to be playing just as hard in this match? Or the fact that the series, they're leading 2-0 in the series, that they'll sort of um, play differently? And just, I don't know. It, it would be like a first-grade bowler being picked to play for Australia. Um, he can bowl, um, might even beat the bat occasionally, but he's not going to dominate. And I just think that, a, that viewers probably deserve better. Uh, and as I said, he's not the worst, but... Um, I think that they could have done better.
2: Yeah, you know, I don't listen to a lot of the commentary. I did listen to a bit of Mitch and um, DK today, and it was okay. I, I agree with you, though. He, uh, he's, he's not the best. But I, I actually didn't find him – he didn't annoy me as much as maybe he annoyed you. But, you know, as say, no, this he, is a he bit doesn't
0: of... annoy me. He's just vanilla. Um, it's just like um, he, he doesn't say anything that really elevates the coverage. He doesn't really offer much insight, I don't think. He's not – a great communicator um and as i often say it would be unexpected it would be highly unexpected to have someone who was a generational talent as a fast bowler also to be a generational talent as a communicator what are the odds of that happening not very high and it hasn't happened he was a fantastic bowler though
2: absolutely all right now let's get into some questions uh great um thank you shirag i think it is who's um uh gone into the super chat and he's, he's given us some money paul i don't know how much that is can you see that um anyway thank you very much he said he loves the podcast thanks guys and thank you very much for contributing um to the show now, a uh, question from Daryl, who's a Patreon uh, fan. Hi, and Co. I get the feeling that India are making pitches so Australia can't win, which helps Sri Lanka make it through to the World Test Championship. Your thoughts? That's from Daryl. So, that's um, actually not right, Daryl. So, it's actually the opposite India are making the pitches so they win, so they get, get through to the World Test Championship final. So, I think if they win three or four nil against us then they'll be playing australia unless australia is pipped by sri lanka who have to beat new zealand 2-0 in new zealand so um yeah india are just making the picture so they get the three or four nil result to get the points to get in there
0: uh shirag has given us 200 rupees uh thank you very much shirag that is the first contribution of that in that of the um in the live chat uh that's so nice Super Uh, super chat thank you so much. Very kind of you indeed.
2: Yes, thank you indeed. Um, Sam has sent me a message saying my 4-0 prediction uh, to India is in doubt. I will say in 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 typical fashion, I kind of hedge my bets today because I was on the radio and I was saying that I actually think this is Australia's you know, best eleven for these conditions. Now, you know, halfway through the series, we've got our best team. We're used to the conditions, and I could actually see Paul's two 0 two sorry, Paul's two all coming to fruition. Um, so, Sam, I, I've 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 gone in both. ways, I can't lose now. I actually can't lose.
0: I'm the same. That <laughs> bizarrely, having seen Australia do so well today, I'm now starting to think three one. Um, it's like I feel like. Uh, we're playing Djokovic and we're going to win the third set and Djokovic is going to come back in the fourth set and just, what do they call it in tennis? Bagel of six love.
2: Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, I was actually thinking that. You know, I'm trying to be optimistic. You know, sometimes I can be really pessimistic. But, you know, it's Australia's best 11, I think Steve Smith is a very good captain in these conditions, despite the fact that he stuffed up the reviews. Uh, I think Stark's a better fit than Cummins for these conditions with the ball. Green coming back just gives us an option if the tail does hang around, we can bowl short stuff to them for half an hour and try and unsettle them. So I actually think Australia could level the series to all now. I think they they could win this one. They could win the final test match. And then this tour will actually have a very different complexion. It will it'll be a great turnaround.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, it would, it would have a hugely different um, complexion. Um, and as someone who predicted it, it's weird, to, it's weird that I'm now saying I'm struggling to see it
2: happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I predicted 4-0 India, and I'm, I'm starting to come back. So anyway, um, you can't hold us to our predictions. Uh, all right, so let's get into the YouTube comments and wrap this up. Uh, Disha, Australia will win this test match. Thank you. Krishna. It also seems the Aussies have acclimatised to Indian conditions more after this 10-day gap. I feel they would have done much better if they landed in India much earlier. I mean, it's a very good point we've been saying that.
0: Yeah, I agree with that completely. And I almost feel like they talked themselves into saying that they didn't need to out of necessity because the Cricket Australia wanted them back for the uh, Big Bash. And so by the time that the players were going to get there, this was all that they had. And so they've talked up a big game saying that they don't need that extra preparation. I think this shows that uh, they probably do. And that's why I was saying that they could have had the the one day as earlier or or not at all um, to give Australia another week or 10 days um, before they had to play the first test.
2: Yeah. I still think the big bash was more important. So we just had to just sacrifice the series basically. Um, Brewer 74. Green seems to bolster the batting so much. Can Carey break through this innings and nail down his spot for good? Well, I guess first question, I mean, I think Green does bolster the batting, but I think it's more the bowling where he really adds that extra dimension. I actually think Renshaw would have come good on this tour. I think he was unlucky and he's a good player.
0: I love Green and I think that um, I'm very, very excited at what he can do with bat and with ball. So, um, that's going to be the, one of the things I'm most looking forward to tomorrow, seeing what he can do. And, uh, you know, I, I think he's a, every bit a potential superstar of the future. So um, he's, yeah, he's, he's very quickly become uh, one of my favourite players. Um, there's one here um, that I need to mention from um, Michael uh, Iarachi, I think. Paul, um, how do you think we would have gone today with Maxwell and, and David opening the batting? <laughs> I think that's a slightly cheeky question. Can I just uh, say, well, this
2: guy loves you. Is he? Is he your cousin or something? Or did, like, did you go to school together? Because whenever no, no. you miss a show, he's like,
0: "Oh, where's Paul?
2: Where's Paul?"
0: Well, obviously, he's a clever person. Um, I, I yeah, I agree. I, I think that um, if if Maxwell and David opened the batting, well, they could have. They wouldn't have done worse than head. Um, but um, we could, yeah, uh, I think we would have got all right. I think Maxwell will on this as well.
2: But but actually, unfortunate news for Maxwell—he had to pull out of a Shield match today. I think it starts tomorrow, but he pulled out today uh, because his his injuries flared up, and he's still managing managing mm. it ahead of the one day tour so it actually proves he wasn't ready for this test tour unfortunately he he wouldn't yeah. have been able to do it um so but i think that's what might have been
0: if he hadn't had the injury it would have been very good if that's mm. the case i really think that they shouldn't send him to the um the uh, the one day tour at all that you know the world cup in uh the end of the year is what he should be aiming for now but put him in cotton wool and er uh, on the co- they're on the side of being really conservative because, it, you know, once injuries start to flare up and do this, you don't want it to become, become something that's chronic.
2: Mm. And just back to Brewer74's question, he asked, can Kerry break through this innings and nail down his spot? I mean, do you think Kerry's nailed down his spot? I do.
0: Uh, yeah, I think he has. Although the fact that Inglis is playing really well still and that there's a feeling that he is a great um, talent I think there's, the selectors always have that in mind. And it's just very difficult with keeping that um, because it's so hard to judge the actual keeping side of things. I, I think that they would keep Carey for a while, but if he started to fail consistently in the ashes, then, and if we were losing, then towards the end of the series, he could be dropped. But I suppose you could say that for anyone.
2: Mm. All right. We've got a couple more just to end this. I think this is, mm, how do you pronounce this? Aaron? Aaron? Um, he said, three-day test matches, poor pitches. Um, I mean, I think it's a valid point. As I said, I think this is the extreme. And it's not great for test cricket.
0: No, but as I say, without wanting to repeat myself all the time, I would much rather this than one of the test pitches that we saw in Pakistan when Australia was was touring there. And that at least this was like, I mean, I, every ball was just captivating today. Um, if you took a, a person who'd never watched cricket before, and if they gave it a chance today, I reckon they would have said that was a pretty entertaining day of sport.
2: Yes. Uh, I'll just quickly dishes um, asked if uh, instead of Peter Hanscom, Australia I should select Matt Wade, no arguments there. I love Matt Wade, but I think Pete Hanscom's a really good player. Um, and, Paul, just uh, last one. We've got a question from Martin Lawrence on Twitter, and he's asked us to talk about the, the fantastic end to the New Zealand versus England test match that uh, New Zealand won by one run. I mean, it's just, just an extraordinary set of, set of circumstances for New Zealand to win a test match only the fourth time a team made to follow on, and for that to be the, only the second time a test match has been decided uh, by one run
0: yeah it's like two freak events occurring in the same test match um not to mention the fact that the cricket throughout was just so highly watchable even on the last day joe root dragging england from nowhere to almost winning it, scoring and you know 90 odd almost at a run of ball harry brook getting run out without facing a ball um it just oh, i just love the way that um ben stokes and brendan mccullum uh, are going about it it's just Uh, I I thought McCullum would be a pretty decent coach, but I didn't realise he was going to be like a revolutionary coach. And um, I I was actually cheering England on because I I want them to have success with with these methods because you could say from a purely pragmatic point of view, they probably shouldn't have enforced the follow-on. They should have been happy enough to get a draw and win the series 1-0. But doing what they did, we are now still talking about this Days later, all around the world, people are talking about it. Uh, It's fantastic for Test Cricket. And had the umpire probably given a wide, as he might well have done when Jimmy Anderson was um, the ball before Jimmy Anderson got out, if that then next ball had played out the same way, we would have had Test Cricket's third-ever tie. So, yeah, um, scintillating, stunning, fantastic Test match.
2: I was actually really hoping it would end in a tie. I thought that would have been fantastic. Uh, But... Two, two things from it. Uh, firstly, you know, I think Jimmy Anderson's always wanted to hit the winning runs in a Test match. He said it on his podcast Tailenders, and he had another opportunity. And I just don't think it's going to ever happen for him. I mean, and that was a, a such a not a poor way to get out because he's number eleven. It's not his. Sc- his job to score the runs, but just that sort of meek little paddle off his hit when he hit that, he'd hit hit a glorious pull shot uh, for four the over before, you know, why didn't he just try and do that off that ball that was, you know, there to hit?
0: It was like um, he, he he lost faith in baseball right at the crucial moment, that he'd <laughs> smashed that four, that pull shot through mid-on. Um, it basically burst through Kane Williamson because it was just hit so well. And if he played the same shot to the ball that he actually got out on it, he probably would have won it for them. Strange that Jack Leach sort of meekly played out and made it in between as well. Um, I would have been on either side saying, let's get some bat on the ball and hair through for a single.
2: Yes. <laughs> England uh, lose by one run. And uh, as a huge fan of Australian cricket, I've been on the other side of a one I've been on that side of a a one run loss and you'll remember this Australia versus the West Indies at the Adelaide Oval in 92, 93, where Australia was lost by one run. Craig McDermott caught behind. Australia, if they'd won that match, would have won the Frank Worrell Trophy for the first time since the late 70s and given Alan Border a an incredible victory over the West Indies to almost um, end his career. But instead, it was one of the most painful losses. I, I mean, that was just crushing. So, I mean, in some ways, I'm, yeah, I, I can only hope the English have felt the same.
0: And the other two... We aren't old enough to remember them, but they were just as crushing. The 1981, when Ian Botham won it for us, was, that was one for England. That would have even been more crushing. And oh, yeah. Then, I was yeah. talking
2: about the one run, but the follow on, yeah, as well.
0: Oh, the follow on. Sorry, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, the, up until now, all three matches that had been lost after the site had enforced the follow on had been Australia losing them. So there was the that one that you, uh, oh, sorry. Um,
2: Laxman I've and got, Dravid in I know, 2001. i gone mad.
0: In my defence, it, it's almost midnight. Yeah, that was yeah. stupid of me. Yeah, I forgot about Laxman and Dravid. I've been putting that out of my mind. Laxman and Dravid in 2001, my friend and I, after work each day, would watch it in the pub and we'd be eating sausage rolls and drinking um, Toohey's New. And towards the end, we started actually referring to the sausage roll as VVS and the and the New, and the new as, <laughs> as, as a Laxman. That's how dominant they were. We'd sort of, I'd say to him, VBS and Laxman, and go, yep, and he'd do it to me. And that's that's how dominant they were. So that's been scarred on me. The 81 with both of them, had we been alive, had we been uh, old enough to watch it, it would have been a scar. And um, the 1894-95 one, overnight rain ruined it for us as well. The English players had gone and got drunk because they knew they were going to lose and they woke up, oh, it's rained all night, it's a sticky, and they won that. So, yeah, scars all over the place.
2: Yeah, so just a fantastic test match, Martin. Thank you for that question. Uh, You know, Paul, we have to get together soon and do a proper cricket unfiltered because there's lots of other news to touch on. I really want to talk about Australia's uh, World T20 win. I saw a post by Crick Info listing Australia's 21 World Cups across men's and women's cricket. Uh, It's just a phenomenal record. So uh, we could do a whole episode on that. Um, And, uh, yeah, lots of other stuff. But we should call it stumps on our day one wrap from the, fir- the third test at Indoor. It's the first day. Australia are on top. They lead by 47 runs with six wickets in hand. Day two is going to be a cracker. Uh, Paul, thank you very much and thanks everybody for listening and watching.
0: See everyone. <laughs>